Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. Have you ever seen a horse who could talk? With your host, Louisa Barton, who really wants to be a famous rider. She really loves to ride fast. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. The thing is, I have horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton. Enjoy the show. Larson Farms is our TV broadcast sponsor. Mr. Richard Larson, a man of great integrity, cares about every single bale of hay and about taking care of his customers. He also has a huge heart for those genuinely in need. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. talk show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Welcome to the horse talk show presented by Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our television broadcast sponsor. Idaho's finest alfalfa. Louisa Barton here in the CEP studios in downtown Ocala with dancing Pete Rhoda. Thank you for joining us this week. We have a phenomenal lineup for the show. Phenomenal. We do. We have uh, Dr. Kayot, and he's going to be chatting a little bit about teeth. And we have Tommy Turner, episode two. Tommy, the fence. Defense. Defense Turner. Tommy, defense Turner. <laughs> we have Dr. Judy Downer in the studio with us, and. I know a lot of you know Dr. Downer very well from her CF days. She has a pretty phenomenal resume and some great future happenings that she's going to share with us. And also she's going to talk to us a little bit about a very scientific look at uh, horses in sports and the KER research team that are going to be here in February to do a wonderful seminar that you definitely need to be involved in. We have a Larson Hay Customer Appreciation Day recap for you where we're going to share uh, some two wonderful days at Larson Hay with some phenomenal visitors and four little children that were exceptional. So we're going to share all of that with you. And then we're going to wrap it up with Pete's horsemanship tip of the week, which he's still thinking about right now because he had a little problem this afternoon that Pat Myers from Pat Myers Electric had to He's coming out to save my trailer because I have no electricity right now. <laughs> Come to the rescue. So about a week ago, I think it was about a week ago, we had this ghastly storm coming that was going to have some nasty winds and supposedly some hail and things flying. And I had my brand new trailer, horse trailer, that I just got from National Trailer Source. And I really didn't want it getting like smacked around. So I put a tarp over it. Well, my Mustang, who's recently back home at the farm with me, decided that the tarp was a monster. So we did some tarp work. <laughs> and now the tarp's not going to eat him anymore. And I wanted to share that with you because I was just very proud of him today uh, as, he was, um, as he was wearing the tarp. <laughs> and he actually, I don't think I have a video of it, but he, he did actually walk across it several times and back across it uh, several times. and. And we did a lot of things. We played with it. He chewed it. Um, he, he tossed it around a little bit. And um, we're not really worried about the tarp anymore. So I thought I'd just uh, share with you how wonderful these Bureau of Land Management Mustangs really are. And uh, given a little time and patience, they, are, um, they actually can turn into some of the best horses. And we had fun with the tarp. So anyway, we're over that little monster. <laughs> which was kind of good, and I, uh, I just wanted to share that with you. So, I've never seen Pete. Oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> he got excited and Lisa got to see it. <laughs> I've actually never seen Dancing Pete Rhoda blush and gush. Blush, oh great, now it really looks bad. <laughs> no, listen. Seriously. That was an honor. It was an honor. I want to thank Nathan Greiner uh, very much for uh, helping us have an opportunity to meet the one and only Buck Brannerman, who is quite the gentleman. Oh, yeah. Yes. And uh, when he walks in a room, there's a kind of a calm that walks in the yeah, room Louisa with him. was quiet also, so let's put that in there. <laughs> yes, let's put things in perspective. He was gushing and blushing, and I was calm and quiet. 
Uh, but he is, Buck Brannerman is quite an incredible horseman. He's probably one of the finest horsemen uh, in the world. And, and he's traveled the world. I actually forgot to ask him about England. He's been to England several times as well. He was here at the Florida Horse Park, um, thanks to Jason Reynolds and the team at the Florida Horse Park uh, for making this happen. But he actually did a, a clinic this past weekend, very well attended both by auditors who were watching in the audience as well as participants. And um, we actually had a chance to chat to him for about 25 minutes or so after this was all over and all of his fans had, had crowded up and chatted to him and he actually had to rush off to dinner at World Equestrian Center with finest show jumper that the USA's ever produced. Now he didn't know you, you knew Aaron. <laughs> I didn't know I knew Aaron Vale. And then we found out Aaron had learned to ride with Buck yeah. when he was a kid. Yeah, and actually Buck, I, I wish I had this on camera, maybe we do, Isaac will tell us if we do, but actually he said that in another life, Aaron Vale would have been a fine cowboy. Yes. <laughs> and he talked about the connotation that is associated with the word cowboy. And you'll hear that in the interview, but he actually shared that a cowboy is a fine gentleman who knows how to treat his livestock, not necessarily what we picture uh, of a cowboy when we think of that word. And, and that was really interesting. That was one of the most interesting things he said. Uh, but he shared a lot of really of heartfelt feelings and thoughts that he has. And but we didn't just give him basic questions. We put it out we there. Threw, we, threw him, we threw them at him for sure. And he was, uh, you know, it was neat because when he answered a question, you saw him ponder for a second before he answered and that's how he is with the horses everything is kind of very slow well thought out well thought over and you could see that in the ring at the clinic when he was working with the people at one point you thought well when's something going to happen but something wasn't supposed to happen this was calming the horses down giving them a good experience but then when the clapping started which I thought was very interesting. He had the horses all line up to experience the clapping. And you don't very often at home, working with your horse, have a chance to have a bunch of people clapping. But you don't I think do. about, well, no, you do. <laughs> but you know, it's interesting when you think about that because the clapping noise that if you're in a rodeo or you're in a barrel race, you're in any competition, you're in a big jumping competition, there's audience that are probably going to clap and cheer and some of them might even make some whooping sounds and, mm -hmm. and your horse doesn't hear that every day. So it was really neat to see him line everybody up, but he got them totally calm. Well, and then the next day they got closer and then the ones that were having major trouble got even closer and he said, get off and he held one and it was really... It's really neat to see oh, that, yes. yeah. So that was a really, really great experience. So Buck will be on the show in the next couple of weeks, so we'll let you know when, and um, it'll be a little exclusive. We get Nathan to come out and talk a little bit about yeah. being on the road with him. Yeah, that would be really, that would be great too. Uh, really quick, I want to thank Ocala Dog Ranch because Lucy and Aslan are there. I miss them terribly this week, but I knew that I had got such a hectic week with a lot of traveling and coming and going and did not want my dogs to not get their regular exercise. So the two of them are with Neil and those are the cutest pictures ever. <laughs> so adorable. And this is Aslan walking on the beach yesterday. And that's a shout out to Dr. Esther Brummond because you see those powerhouse legs right there. Uh, that is a dog that was three-legged lame just a few months ago and uh, was bound to have surgery and we talked to the doctor and the doctor said to Dr. Esther should carry on and so she carried on working on Aslan and that is him doing a little power walk on the beach. So that's a shout out to her, a chiropractor for humans, dogs, horses, cats, you name it. And she has done a great job with Aslan. So I just wanted to say thank you to her and to Neil for those things and, uh, and for the, all the help that both of them give me all the time. So although I miss my dogs, I know they're in the best possible hands. Very good. And they got very excited when we pulled in in the car. Kylie didn't get so excited when I picked her up today in her black pants. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little white on a little, white. a little white. There was a little bit of white hair in the car. So, <laughs> Don't forget, speaking of dogs, that Vocal is having their fur ball. 
So it is Paws and Pearls, the eighth annual vocal furball presented by Lugano Diamonds. We have a friend from Lugano Diamonds, don't we? Yes, we must yeah. stop in and see him. So there is a cocktail hour, a dinner, <laughs> a silent and live auction, and that is Friday, February the 23rd at 6 p.m. at World Equestrian Center Exposition Center 1. So make sure you get your tickets to support Voices of Change Animal League. And Lucy, the cute black and white dog, she came from Vocal. She's a pretty good dog. Very good. We gotta wrap it up. We're coming up with uh, Dr. Adam Kayot talking about teeth. You learn about dentals in horses. Stay with us. This portion of the Horse Talk Show is brought to you by Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Our television broadcast sponsor, Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa. And supporting sponsors, DAC Minerals and Vitamins, Seminole Feed Stores, Lip Chip, Piranha, Pat Myers Electric, Florida HVAC Services, and Ocala Dog Ranch. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Horsemen, are you tired of technology that doesn't fit your way of life? Lipchip, built by horsemen, for horsemen, is ready to revolutionize your world. The answer is in the Hooflink system. Simply implant, scan, and unlock your horse's health information. From driving to Grand Prix jumping, all horses, all breeds, and all disciplines. The future is in the integrity and transparency of all horse sports and in the safety of our horses. The future is here, and the future is Lipchip. broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show here at Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care with Dr. Adam Kayot. And we're going to talk about dentals. Horses have teeth they need taken care of. We still haven't come up with the plan for the for the false teeth, have oh, we? Yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> no, no plan for the false teeth. So yeah, so horses have what we call hypsodontic hypsodonic teeth, and that means they continually erupt throughout their life. Um, certainly horse baby you know foals have uh, deciduous teeth that they'll lose you know starting at two up through about six um, they'll lose their baby teeth and then their their adult teeth will come in and those as those teeth um, as those as the horse ages those teeth continue to erupt and as they're erupting um, they wear on each other um, the, the lower jaw of the horse is more narrow than the upper jaw so you get some uneven uh, wear as they're chewing and thus they develop the most common thing that we address when a horse's teeth are floated are enamel points. So typically they will, they will wear enamel points on the outer edge of the upper uh, molars and then on the inner edge of the lower molar, molars. And, and certainly depending on the rate of wear and that sort of thing, 
that can affect um, the horse's ability to chew and effectively um, effectively grind their feed stuff. Can cause differing wear patterns on the teeth. That floating will help kind of even out that wear pattern and thus have a longer tooth life. The other thing that you're you know concerned about when floating a horse's teeth is you know in a performance horse or a horse that's that's showing they have to have a certain headset and they have to be able to um, move their jaw. The jaw has to be able to move properly and depending on the headset to make it most comfortable for them. Uh, so certainly floating their teeth can help that and to make sure that, that that's able to happen. Most horses, um, a general rule of thumb that I say is horses need to start having their uh, teeth floated about the time they're getting a bit put in their mouth unless there's some issue beforehand. And then after that, it's basically once a year is a good rule of thumb on how often horses need to have their teeth floated. Some horses need it every six months, but the greater majority only need it about once a year. Um, as they get older, their, their, um, their tooth, tooth eruption becomes less or becomes slower, so you have less change. So even, you know, a horse gets in their late teens, into their 20s, you might be able to get away with every couple of years, every two to three years even. And certainly draft horses tend to have a slower eruption uh, time um, so, so they can go sometimes longer between flo floats. Um, so when you're going in you look at, you're looking for all kinds of abnormalities that would prevent this horse from um, having normal wear or an, or an even wear on their teeth. Um, the enamel points sometimes you have one um, tooth that's wearing faster than the other so you address the opposing tooth to um, so that that to the tooth that's being worn too quickly is not in wear as we say so it has time to erupt further until it becomes in wear. Really important to have that done um, because oh, horses are living longer and a lot of them are outliving the life of their teeth. So if you... That's where the false teeth come in. Yeah, the false we teeth. need to create. <laughs> yes, exactly. And there aren't any dentures in horses yet. So Just wait. I'm just waiting so, for my phone to ring. So, Somebody told me to call Louisa Martin about this invention. So, so until that comes, uh, we try to keep that wear as even as we can so that their, their teeth will last them the length of their life. And um, because horses don't gum food so well. so And they can get sore too in the cheeks. Oh, with the absolutely. Sharp yeah, and... Exactly. You can have all kinds of uh, all kinds of sores that develop in their mouth. Certainly, certainly they can just get rub sores from the from the enamel points on their cheeks. Um, you put a bit in their mouth. Obviously, if there's if there's issues there and they pull on the bit, you can get pinching. You can get sores rubbed just because of that. And um, and certainly, you know, even it's good to look in their mouth. You know, look at their tongue. Look at the bars in their mouth just to make sure they don't have any other abnormalities that that might be an issue obviously extra extra numerary teeth or teeth that aren't supposed to be there um, wolf teeth all those sorts of things infected that you, tooth infected even. tooth um, all those sorts of things that that can be ad uh, addressed and then may need be extracted if yeah it's, it's a, it, yeah obviously if it's uh, if it's an issue uh, certainly we we have to pull teeth out uh, every once in a while I generally don't go in there and try to just pull them out. Um, at the, actually, looked at one last week that had a, looked like a tooth root abscess, but we're going to try to treat it with antibiotics here initially. And um, if that works, great. If if it doesn't work, then then we may have to remove the tooth. But um, I try to go with conservative route first and 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 see how it goes, and and then go from there. And then sedation. Normally, you have to sedate for this, I'm sure. So yeah, I, I typically sedate when I float. Um, it just makes it easier on the horse, easier on me. Um, I can do a more thorough job if the horse is sedating and I'm not fighting the horse, uh, trying to get in there and, and do what I need to do. So typically I do sedate them. It's a light sedation. They're, they're sedated. They're able to stand there. They're just feeling uh, good. Yeah, they're just feeling good. <laughs> and, um, you know, typically last a half hour, 45 minutes, and then you're back to And then the contraption normal. that they wear that looks like a torture so, device yeah. that so, isn't yeah. actually. So, yeah. Uh, the speculum, <laughs> yes. the speculum helps, you know. Thankfully I someone been able, invented I, that, I, right? <laughs> and I haven't been able, not a horse is, when I said open up and say, ah, not one has done what I've asked yet. So you have to get this device and it's, you know, it rests on their incisors and 
It is painless though. It's I painless. Have people oh, yeah, say to no. me, "Oh, that looks torture." Yeah, it looks it looks awful, but it's there's it's no not pain right. at all mm -hmm. involved. So you just uh, put it on their incisors, and it's got some little clinks, and you just open it up to a comfortable spot, and then it gives you full visualization of the of their oral cavity, and, and you're able to get in. I really wish they would make those for people. I think make it so much easier. The dentist sometimes <laughs> yeah, right. you're like jaws getting tired, yeah, right? right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, so, listen. Now there's an invention. There you go. <laughs> I don't know who might go for that. Me and my ideas, you know. <laughs> we got to wonder. But, but about usually once a year. Once a year. Yeah, that's typical. Good. That's typical rule of thumb on how often they need to have their um, have their teeth floated. Um, like I said, some of them wander outside of there. Maybe you have to address something every six months. But good rule of thumb, once a year, at least have them checked um, um, by your veterinarian. Very good. Yep. Dr. Adam Kayot here at Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care giving us a rundown on your horse's teeth. And as I'm sure you know, it's recommended to be annual for most horses. But if you have a horse that has problems, maybe more often, perhaps every six months, and just to give you an example, I have a very tiny miniature horse whose teeth had not been done for a really long time when I uh, when he came into my care. So actually, the um, the equine dental technician who did his teeth actually had to do it in several visits. So just doing a little bit at a time. So if you have a horse that perhaps hasn't been done for a long time, he's been turned out, or maybe is a retired horse and you kind of lost track of when the last time the teeth were done, it may be something that has to be broken down into several visits, uh, just to keep the horse comfortable and because it's a long time for them to have to stand there with their mouth open, even though there's a, I don't know the name of it. Speculum. Thank you. Um, it's still a long time, and especially if they're uncomfortable, painful, they have an infected tooth or anything uh, a little bit off the norm, then it may be something that has to be done over several visits over a few months. So, um, But sticking to that, at least an annual checkup is really important so your horse's teeth can get looked at. You're talking about things like, you know, they need to be able to eat, they need to be able to wear a bit if they do wear a bit to be ridden. Um, so those are things just to bear in mind, uh, just to keep your horse comfortable. There can be a lot of sharp points uh, digging in cheeks and things, so be aware. It's a very important part of care. Yes, ma'am. Yes, very good. We will be back after this, and we are going to have a very special guest in the studio with us, Dr. Judy Downer, so stay with us. This portion of the Horse Talk Show is brought to you by Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, our television broadcast sponsor, Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and supporting sponsors, DAC Minerals and Vitamins, Seminole Feed Stores, Lip Chip, Piranha, Pat Myers Electric, Florida HVAC Services, and Ocala Dog Ranch. Faulty wiring is the leading cause of barn fires. I'm Pat with Pat Myers Electric. Equine facilities have special electrical needs. The knowledgeable and licensed team of electricians at Pat Myers Electric will ensure that you can achieve your vision for a beautiful, safe, and functional horse facility. From new construction to rewiring and updating, the Pat Myers Electric team is ready to jump in and help keep your horses safe. With a small farm of our own, we truly understand the unique concerns of the horse owner. Don't take chances. For all your current barn needs, go to patmyerselectric.com. This show was brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com.
Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care seeks to be a leading international veterinary practice that provides state-of-the-art veterinary care to their patients while fostering professional relationships with their clients that stand the test of time. For 24-7 and the best in equine care, check out Peterson and Smith at petersonsmith.com or like them on Facebook now for more information. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Thank you very much to Larson Farms, our television broadcast sponsor. Idaho's finest alfalfa. Louisa Barton here in the studio with my co-host dancing Pete Roder from Complimentary Horsemanship. And I'm delighted to have Dr. Judy Downer back with us. It's been a while, Judy. It has been a while, Louise, so I'm glad to be here. Thank you for joining us. I think the last time you were on the show, we were talking about a CF equine program. Probably, probably. probably. But that was a few years ago because I'm was. now retired from the, from the college. But I'm very proud of the years I put in there. I thought I'd only be there a few years, and I stayed for 17. I was going to ask you how many was it. I was going to say it's probably about 20, isn't yeah. it? And Well, this coming year, um, or now that we're in 24, um, is the 20th year of the program, and they're going to have a alumni function. So if there's any alumni out there watching the program, make sure you check in and try and come to the um, alumni event in April at, um, at the Vintage Farm Campus. But, what a wonderful thing to celebrate. But Marie Davidson is doing a fabulous job continuing the program, so I'm very happy for her and, and the whole staff she's brought in a, um, a group of new faculty members and they're doing great uh, I think Vintage Farm is amazing and I, I just love that program and I love uh, the kids have an opportunity to do that and get get that education it's uh, it's wonderful for the horse capital of the world it is and so before we talk about what I came here for yes <laughs> I wanted to thank you for all of the work that you do on behalf of the equine industry here in Ocala your contribution here has just been exemplary and so everything you do yes cry. yes cheers happy uh, applause don't make me tear uh, up now <laughs> it's okay it's okay no uh, uh, this show and everything else that you do has just been amazing so uh, congratulations you. and thank you for all that you do thank Woo. you thank you it's been my passion since before i could walk so mm -hmm. it's uh, definitely a lifelong passion and seeing the faces of the young people and not just not just the students, but our CEP partners that uh, get to come to venues and farms and meet equestrians. And December, we were at Sean Wardley's mm -hmm. uh, for the meeting, and people are just in love with the equine industry, mm -hmm. and they haven't necessarily had time to have or a chance to have the opportunity to have that contact. Mm -hmm. And seeing young people who never speak, who don't want to speak, speak. Mm -hmm. um, seeing teachers cry because their students are interacting uh, with a horse and they're excited is such a reward but I've got an awesome village too so I'm mm -hmm. blessed with an yeah. awesome awesome <laughs> don't people, look at me so, um, so that makes a difference too and I work yeah. with the best organization that is mm -hmm. so for it so I'm very fortunate but thank you so let's yep. talk about what's happening in February and yes. why it's so important here uh, in the horse capital to have this kind of seminar Yes, so there's a very special event happening on February 5th, Monday night. Um, Kentucky Equine Research is, has, is organizing a veterinary and nutrition conference. It's a two-day conference held at uh, Golden Ocala. Um, but on Monday night is a horseman seminar. Um, it starts at 6 o'clock, and they have three excellent speakers talking about sport horse nutrition and management. And so this will be cutting-edge um, information um, at research. These researchers are, are um, uh, Dr. Hillary Clayton is one of them. Um, Dr. Katie Young is the second one. And Dr. I have to look at my note. Emmanuel Van Erk um, is also coming in. And the three of them are going to represent um, uh, their research and their information about how to manage the sport horses, both from a physical standpoint as well as from a nutritional standpoint. So things like um, anhydrosis and and uh, utilizing different fatty acid sources. Um, our understanding of equine nutrition is 
really, really changed over the last 20 years or so. And Kentucky Equine Research is a significant contributor to our knowledge. So it's quite an opportunity. Uh, I think everybody who's listening to the show that's here in Ocala locally should come out on that Monday night, uh, February 5th. You can register at uh, the website for Kentucky Equine Research, which is ker.com. And it's a $50 fee uh, to register, but you'll get money, a very good value back for your registration fee. Um, so I, I'm here to talk about the program. I've been honored to be affiliated with KER. When I retired from the college, um, Dr. Pagan asked me to come step in and help out with his internship program. And so I got to learn a lot about KER and the good work that they do. And KER has a research facility right here in Ocala, both right. a thoroughbred track and a uh, high-speed treadmill. And Pass so, it often. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so um, uh, it's been nice to be affiliated with such a uh, reputable research firm. Um, here are some has a horse working on the high-speed treadmill at the facility. Wow. And um, so horses are able to gallop. That can also put an incline on. Um, that horse is wearing a heart rate monitor. Um, we did a study where we pulled blood samples from horses while they were galloping on the track um, for, for the, uh, some of the research that they looked at these fatty acids and how they're utilized um, in a horse while they're exercising at high intensity like this. Wow, how interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very noisy. Yeah, I'm sure that's <laughs> very luckily, noisy. Luckily yes. the audio is off here. Um, <laughs> but these horses work hard and they get used to running on the treadmill and they're exercised on the treadmill or they're, else they're exercised at the racetrack facility itself. Wonderful. A, a lot of people probably don't think about this, especially if they're not necessarily in the horse world, but when we take an animal that in nature roamed uh, the plains, the mountains, uh, the, the fields, and we put them in a box, mm -hmm. uh, and then we ask them to then work and then go back in a box. It's, it is not what naturally comes to a horse like roaming a pasture, or and for those people whose horses are turned out all the time, it's different, but Dr. Kayot has often talked to me about all of the effects on a horse's health of that lifestyle and a lot of these sport horses whether they be racing jumping dressage are protected in in a box <laughs> you know we want to keep them safe and we don't want them getting scratched on a fence or getting in a fight with another horse but there are some effects certainly on them um, so I think this is really important that people learn how much good nutrition and and good health play into keeping that horse safe and fit and healthy in, mm -hmm. in its environment that doesn't come naturally to it. So I think this is great that people have a chance to actually learn about the scientific research behind what KER recommends. And I, can, I can say that coming from my college background, learning the nutrition part is so important and so many horse people are not educated in the nutrition part. That hay is the most important. And Absolutely. Then so that's that's my biggest thing is the more you can educate yourself the cheaper it can become yeah. for pay, to pay for your horses also yeah yes, and well. that's actually a pr prime example of you know uh it's fantastic to go to larson hay and be appreciated and save some money but even when it's not on sale you know buy hay from a reputable good source mm -hmm. you know because hay is forage is the most important uh, roughage for horses is is it it's more important than the grain or anything else so get your hay from a reputable company and you know make sure it's coming from a good place because that's it is important uh, but this is going to be great information for folks and, mm -hmm. and fifty dollars is very reasonable for that <laughs> information yeah so uh, mm -hmm. so that's phenomenal Judy, um, you said to go to the website to get the tickets, mm -hmm. right? Yes, website, KER.com, and if you click on the News tab, it'll take you right down to the registration for the Horseman's Seminar. The um, larger seminar um, is for veterinarians and nutritionists and, and feed manufacturers, so that one will be a lot of information over two days, but um, the Horseman's Seminar on Monday night, February 5th, will be the one to go to. That's absolutely phenomenal. I think, you know, every veterinarian would say to you, we need to know more about nutrition. So I think mm -hmm. this is fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, Judy, that noise means that we are at the end of this segment. I can't believe it because I wanted to ask you about your most wonderful latest accolade. Um, so I guess you'll either have to stick around with us or come back. 
Nope, I guess I can come back. <laughs> Dr. Judy Downer, she's Thank got you. an incredible resume and she just keeps adding to it. Go to KER.com and make sure you get signed up. Uh, you'll learn a lot of information that is uh, definitely worthwhile your time and uh, investment. So we'll be right back. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. Have you ever heard of a horse that can talk? Listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. She's literally in love with every horse. Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. She's back in the saddle again. And now here's your host. Pretty, pretty. Louisa Barton. She's a Brit. She's got the gift of the gab. And her guests are fab. Back on the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our television broadcast sponsor. Idaho's finest stealth alpha. Louisa Barton here in the studio with Dancing Pete Rhoda. And we have a little surprise for you. We kept Dr. Downer (laughs) for a couple more minutes because I forgot to give her her items. And the horse talk show This is a dandy brush, by the way. And um, this was actually lasered at Loco Graphics, if you would like to get um, any of these made. Very nice. I got the brush from TT Distributors. I love TT Distributors. They're amazing. And so that is for Judy. There's for you, Judy. And a bag of marvelous piranha goodies. Lots of goodies in there. Little travel size uh, samples for you. Horses will appreciate that. They will. Before we switch it up to Larson appreciation days to share our wonderful couple days we spent there please do tell us about your latest exciting news (laughs) because i loved it when i saw it on facebook well when i retired from cf three years ago i had finally completed a 15-year journey to become a dressage judge um so our dressage judge program in this country starts with um, the lowest level, which is the judges who can judge schooling shows, and they're called L graduates, L for learner. And then from there, judges can move up through the three um, United States Equestrian Federation levels, a small R, large R, and an S for senior judge. So I finally earned my senior license in 2020, right before the horse show season shut down from COVID. Um, But nonetheless, I knew that when I started judging as a senior judge, I'd be very, very busy. And so I retired and started off on my ventures of being a dressage judge, which I dearly love. And I'm grateful to my husband who takes care of all of the farm while I'm away, traveling all over the country, earning lots and lots of miles on Delta. So, Last fall, I was um, honored to be um, named or selected as a faculty member um, from the United States Dressage Federation to join a small group of other senior judges um, to become faculty and train the next generation of dressage judges. So I'm just starting on that venture, and I'm very excited about it. That's a Yay. round of applause from our studio audience and us. Be nice to Judy, guys. Especially with your dressage. Thank you. It'll be well fun. Done. It's mm-hmm. well well earned, well deserved, and you are in the right spot as always. Thank you. Thank you. I do love the judging and it's it's really looking out for the horse and um, making sure that the rider is training the horse along the correct principles and um, it's just fun to see that journey as horses move from the lower levels up into the Grand Prix levels. I can see it's Mm an absolute passion for you so that's wonderful. Thank you. We are going to swap over to uh, Larson Hay Appreciation Days and share um, some great times that we had with the Larson Hay team and family this weekend i think the, there's betsy jumping off look at that look at her she is on camera she's glamorous even when she's on the job there greeting customers and uh friday even though it was wet and bleak and rainy we still saw a lot of very brave customers we also saw uh, santa claus um because santa claus you know shows up uh, <laughs> ocala santa uh, came for a visit and uh, you know it's nice that that people saw it was happening and even if they didn't necessarily need hay they want to come by and say hi piranha 
came by to say hi. There's Ben. Hey, um, Ben. He, he wasn't picking up hay, but he just, everybody wanted to come and see Betsy, you know? And he wanted everybody to see his new truck, too, because that's his new newly wrapped truck. And he wanted everybody to see that. And I said, where's mine? Um, but but it was a uh, it was a phenomenal day. Even Friday, um, people were covering the hay with tops and, and coming and, and picking it up anyway. But Saturday, oh, my, Saturday, those uh, the whole team was scurrying this way and that and uh, just loading everybody down. And the savings were just, they were phenomenal. Yeah, I got a tour. Betsy gave me a tour of the warehouse. It was very educational. I'm like, this is really neat. It's really fantastic. I think Isaac actually um, did get in the with the drone into the warehouse and was able to like drone over and around all the hay and and uh, and kind of show how that is all set up in there. It's a quite a professional operation, and uh, their their loading is just. I mean, they just have it down. They, they will reorganize for you and make it work and, and help it, you know, help you get home safely. So, uh, but that was fantastic. There were a lot of savings. Uh, like I said, the whole team, the whole family um, came in from Idaho, which I think was my favorite part of the weekend. I got to meet uh, a lot of the family that I haven't met before. And uh, I loved seeing um, Braden and Landon again. The twins. The twins. They did such a fantastic job. They were so excited about the potential of Isaac coming back again in the summer to um, to do some more filming and, and droning and getting some more interview segments. And they are such a lovely family. I don't know how many minutes we have left, but these kids, that's Sergio, Betsy's husband with the kids, these kids are amazing. And I'd really like you to hear some of their comments about Larson Hay. I think Isaac has those for us, so. No, we no. don't have those. Oh, no. <laughs> to what they say. Oh, they were priceless. So in the next week or so, we'll have those for you, I promise. And I just asked each one of the four um, grandkids what they thought of Larson Hay. And Did they say Idaho's finest alfalfa? <laughs> One of them, one of them said, "My horses, my horses love it," and I didn't realize they they mostly rode. <laughs> Takes sense, I guess. But Lake, the young, the youngest, the little chap, um, he was. We were told he was kind of shy, you know, and that he didn't really like to talk a lot. And he did the longest interview answer of all. And he had so many things to tell me about Larson Hay. And I, he just kept going. And I mean, I, I was grinning so hard. My face was hurting. Uh, but great kids. They were riding around as well, uh, helping helping load. And, and just everybody was chipping in. There was great prize drawings with Soprana products. There were some refreshments and... And big savings, huge savings. So big shout out to uh, to Larson Hay, to the team there that managed to have those two locations, uh, both with hay on sale and managed to all work together to get everybody safely out of there. At one time, I think it was about 11.20, I, I looked out the gate in the downtown location, the line was all the way out. I think they could have been open for three more hours and it would have just gone on and on. Uh, but it was it was a nice way to say thank you uh, to Larson Hay customers and thank you for supporting a uh, business that is so supports this community, whether it be events that we do uh, to help educate. We've been talking a lot about equine education uh, with Dr. Downer and how important that is for our youth to have a chance to be around horses and a lot of our events that we do do just that and Larson Hay always gets involved and helps us to to share horses with people and then tracking back to hurricane days uh, up and down I-75 with Betsy the Adventurer uh, and uh, and Louise yeah (laughs) delivering hay to to folks that lost everything and that you know, and thank you to Larson Hay for donating that hay to help out. That's they, that's above and beyond. That's these, we say Idaho's finest alfalfa, Ocala's finest people. Mm-hmm. So that's very nice. Yeah, it is. And and we trekked up and down the interstate with uh, Mr. Larson just providing with the hay, and and us just being able to get it there was just a miracle. So, so we want to appreciate you guys. Thank you for being what you are with the hay for us and our horses exactly yes thank you very much to Larson hey Pete and I will be back in just a minute
Stay with Thank us. Thank you to the presenting sponsor of this portion of the Horse Talk Show, Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to our TV broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, Nirvana Medical Spa, TT Distributors, Summit Joint Performance, Equigreen, Midnight Rose Equestrian, the Florida Horse Park, Horse Farms Forever, and the Equine Performance and Innovative Center. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. My name is Dr. Natalie Solomon. I formulated Equigreen with cutting-edge science and technology alongside the passion that is represented by a lifelong love of horses. I created a product that I would trust for my horses because they deserve nothing but the best for their bodies. Horses rely on us to take care of them, to love them, to respect them. This is how Equigreen came to life. Equigreen, CBD for your horse that you can trust. Does your farm need a facelift? Has the harsh Florida climate left your barns, stable doors, and fences stained? JNS Pressure Washing has a professional team who can exceed your expectations and restore your farm to its former glory. Get rid of dust and cobwebs that can cause allergies and health issues for horses, and keep your horses safe by limiting fire hazards in the barn. JNS Pressure Washing can clean your house, your barns, your fences, and your driveway, and you can count on dependable and professional services. For more information, call Stephen at 352-502-5355. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our television broadcast sponsor. Idaho's finest alfalfa. We're taking you right to Tommy the Fence Turner. This is episode two with Tommy, and he's talking about what your horse fence should be like. Here he is. I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television, and I am sitting here with Tommy Turner from Equifence. Uh, Tommy has uh, come in to fix a disaster that I have at my property due to a very poor choice on my part. I will tell you that because I've known Tommy for six or seven years, he felt that he knew me well enough to laugh at me when he exited the truck. Um, and actually, I, I guess I laughed with him. Not because it's funny, but... It's all you can do. I know, right? Laugh um, or cry. Laugh or cry, yes. And actually, you brought out the cheerful in me on the, on the, on the disaster. So thank you for that. I, probably the first time I laughed and not cried about uh, making a very, very poor choice. And a lot of people commented on my Facebook post about my fence with, you know, you get what you pay for and you, yeah, trying to save money doesn't work. And actually that wasn't the case. It was more a time element for me in trying to get my horses home. And, you know, I was boarding them and they were a long way away and spread in multiple different directions with my three careers. And it was really a struggle. So I was just trying to get them home as soon as I could. And I had somebody, we won't bother to mention any names, but uh, I had somebody who was available to me who said he was very experienced and had done multiple horse fences before. And so I believed him and um, ended up, when I got back from my vacation, crying um, because of what I was looking at, which was a fence that I could have actually done better on my own. I believe that. Yes. I know you do. I know you do. You, um, you witnessed <laughs> these things. And we're going to address those individual things in a different segment. But right now, I'd like to ask you some advice as people. And our program is listened to worldwide. So um, what is 
what is a really good way of selecting a fence company and are there tips and advice that you can share and things that we should look out for for example on the first day the gentleman asked if he could borrow my come along that was probably sign number one number one wasn't there a hammer involved? Didn't need a hammer. I think so too. Didn't yes. need a hammer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, first thing is references. I, I I am a strong believer in references. Um, and then even when that when when that contractor gives you the references, call. Make sure you call them. Make sure you reach out to them. Don't just be say, oh well, oh, I've heard that name. If he did work for him, this no. Call that person, and then ask that person if they know of anybody else that they've done work for. Because I firmly, so con contractors are infamous for doing this, right? They're going to give you their best. They're going to get, this is, you know, I did the best job for this guy. This is who I'm going to use. Ask that customer if they know of any other uh, clients or, you know, um, anybody else that they've done work for. Because that right there is going to lead you down a road that you might actually find some truth. Um, how long have you been in business? Um, how far are you scheduled out? That's, that for me is reasonably important because a good, reputable company is going to have a lot of business. Obviously, they do good work. They're going to have business. There are times, there are times that scheduling can happen um, and they can have an opening and you might run into a, a good contractor that has an available opening right away. Something may have happened, someone may have had to cancel for some reason or maybe a job finished sooner finish and sooner. you have a little gap, so it can absolutely, happen. Absolutely, so don't rule out because they can get to you right away, but let that be an orange flag. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't want to call it a red Worth flag. Worth some more homework and research. Absolutely, just to absolutely. Make sure. Pay attention to it. Make sure that okay. Well, you know, their schedule. It is a truly a scheduling thing, um, but but research, research, research. Anything. Facebook is great if you want to get inundated with. Yes. <laughs> with Who? not even the answer you're looking for. <laughs> this is true. You're I right. Love, I, I love Facebook for that. You know, I, we, I see it all the time and I get tagged in so many that it's, you know, people are asking for advice on a fence and people just post fence companies. I know. Well, I found you know, it. I found it. I found it almost amusing but not because I have cried over this but I felt it found it somewhat amusing when I saw Pat had posted the pictures of my fence and he had put people had commented underneath who would have ever paid for that who would have ever put a fence up like that who would and I was like well that was me but anyway <laughs> yeah that's my fence um, but but that that's important so so references obviously references, yes. some history like the questions I asked you in our first interview segment about your back ground and you know somebody who's knowledgeable about horses is important to me and and not to mention any names again but I spoke to three fence companies about this redoing this project absolutely and they were actually all very reputable and all very well known um, at, but two of them did not have as much horse experience that they do a lot more in town fencing and, and that kind of yeah. residential properties right and so for me it was more important having been told after the completion of the initial disaster project at my place being told totally different story than I was told in the beginning that the person was not actually a horse related person at all and actually didn't know a thing about horses or horse fencing which was not what I was told in the beginning I can promise you they knew nothing about horse fencing. they knew nothing yes so nothing. those are important questions and I think for a horse fencing project you really do need a person with horse knowledge absolutely. and a horse background absolutely I think that's a really important piece um, just because horses are different than cows you know you can put cows in a barbed wire fence they probably won't get into any trouble a horse will end up hung up in well, it most of the time if you, if you think you know, on the agricultural side of it, if you have cows, you're on acreage. You're on a lot of acreage. It's wide open spaces. Right. Those cows aren't going to be confined to a small paddock on three strands of barbed wire. They have room right. to move. With the horse industry, show horses, 
they're usually in a smaller area. They're not turned out on a hundred acres somewhere. Right. So you need those tighter confined spaces to be safe. Yes. And and not to be interesting and them to be curious about how they can find exactly. a way over it or through it. And I would never say a guy that builds cow fencing is not capable of building horse fence. There is a different mindset. I truly believe that. Right. And there and, and a lot of cow guys that build fence have horses so there there is there's crossover you know right. there, there is that you know they got to have some knowledge of both um but definitely there is a difference and if you own show horses you should definitely hire somebody that is in that industry or spends a lot of time in that industry building fence for those those types of people um if you own cows I definitely recommend that you hire somebody that is in the cow industry yes. <laughs> and, and is going to build you a great cow fence. Yes. Um, so, so definitely, you know, ask questions about what you're trying to accomplish. You know, that, that is be job specific. If you want, if you guys have a backyard pony and you just need some fence, but you know, do you want to hire the top of the line? show jumper farm developer fence contractor maybe not maybe not maybe not but you definitely need to think safety and safety. find somebody that's going to be within your budget and experience knowledge that, that you feel comfortable with yes so quality and experienced and knowledgeable about horses matters and checking those references asking for photos get making a couple of phone calls and if you have that handyman guy i'm not telling you that all handymen are are no goes for fencing please don't hear that i'm just going to tell you thoroughly check out whoever you're using because the expense associated with having to remove everything and start again you you aren't saving a dollar even if you think you're saving a dollar so you know just be mindful of that that's been a great lesson for me it wasn't a money saving it was a time saving but Regardless, it wasn't worth it because it cost me an extra probably six or eight weeks uh, waiting for a good fence company to be available and, and the time, obviously, to redo the job. So don't think you're saving money. You aren't. Handymen are great. They're great. If you want a plumber to wire your house, they are amazing. Be specific for the project that you're looking for. That's I, the biggest thing is True be fact. specific be for the project specific. you're looking for. Some people call me a one-trick pony. I build fence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I don't do plumbing. No. I'm not an electrician. I'm I don't not, like me. I'm not shot. getting you to do any I'm of that. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Turner with Equifence. we got to wrap it up, but we've got more coming. Stay with us. Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to the presenting sponsor of this portion of the Horse Talk Show, Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to our TV broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, Nirvana Medical Spa, TT Distributors, Summit Joint Performance, Equigreen, Midnight Rose Equestrian, the Florida Horse Park, Horse Farms Forever, and the Equine Performance and Innovative Center. Performance and Innovative Center, situated on 30 pristine acres in the horse capital of the world, is one of the finest and most complete conditioning and rehab centers for equines and canines in the nation, including an equine hyperbaric chamber, aqua pacer, water treadmill, cold water leg spa, equine swimming pool, Eurosizer, and more. Epic equine veterinarians specializing in rehab and conditioning. For more information, go to epcrehab.com or find them on social media. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. 
Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the final segment of the Horse Talk Show for this week, brought to you by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our television broadcast sponsor. Idaho's finest alfalfa. Louisa Barton here in the studio in downtown Ocala, the horse capital of the world, with dancing Pete Rhoda from Complimentary Horsemanship. And we are going to start out with blushing and gushing dancing Pete's. Dancing Pete's tip of the week, brought to you by Complimentary Horsemanship. So today's tip of the week is actually going to come from Buck Brandeman in honor. Makes Pete blush and gush. Okay. His quote is, feel for the horse. I can't stress how important this is. So I always say, I think it was Ray Hunt or Tom Dorrance used to say, feel for, feel of, feel together. So just like when you do a handshake, feel of, feel for, feel together. That's how it should be. Good handshake. Pick up that your rope for your bit, your halter, whatever you're doing, even when you're on the ground. Feel for, feel, feel of, feel for, feel together. So thanks, Buck and Ray. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one of the things that I I read about uh, Buck and and had a little bit of a chance to talk to him about when we had the opportunity to interview him the other day was the dance and the union of and we talked a little bit about this a few minutes say that again the union the union of the horse and the rider (laughs) you don't say that correctly i don't how do you say it union union Union. like an onion that's right no it's union okay can you say it like me no ma'am imitation's the highest form of flattery come on (laughs) union (laughs) there you go union so i found it we got Betsy laughing. Betsy's in the studio audience, and she's laughing because I don't have an accent. Yes. Aluminium. Aluminium. Yeah. That's what it is. It's aluminium. Okay. I believe you. It's got an extra I so in it. So let's go back to the dance. The dance. <laughs> no, it's not the d- dance. It's the dance. The dance. Sounds much nicer like that. Okay. So Buck talks about the union of the horse and rider and the way that it is like a dance. And you would not want it if I was stepping on your toes in the dance. So you want a, a dance to be a good union. And I can see how sitting in the room talking to him, how if I was a horse, I would calm down and and feel at ease right away just from the way Buck is. He just has no names mentioned, but there are other horsemen I've been around who when they walk in the room there is a different energy than that but when Buck comes in the room there is a he's just very humble he's very calm he's very quiet he's very slow about everything that he answers and even watching during that clinic there wasn't a whole lot happening for some periods and it felt like when's something going to happen but I realized that he was just really trying to get the horses and the riders in their dance the way that they should be and the way they should be working together. There was more going on at the stop than there was at the movement, mm-hmm. meaning the rest between the notes and the dance is just as important as the notes that are being played. Yeah. yeah. And the stop when you're dancing is just as important as when you started or when you were moving. Yeah. So it was that was neat and it was neat to have a chance to talk to him and, and last night I I watched um, the uh, the horse whisperer. Oh. And so Buck helped Robert Redford with that movie and I had forgotten because I haven't watched it for I don't even know how many years since I watched it. Um, I think it came out in like 98 or 99 and I think I watched it very early on in that time period so really long time I cried like a baby (laughs) I didn't remember the beginning Mm. and the beginning is it's a lot especially for a horse person it was um it was it was yeah yeah. it's traumatic it's very traumatic I was just uh, it took me it was I was probably five minutes after that before I could even kind of like open my eyes and watch the movie because I was so mm. Do you know that Buck's horse was used at the scene where she comes to meet him after he's had the trauma 
and he walks up to her and puts his head into her, her chest that was buck's horse because they couldn't get the trained horse to do it so buck roped his front leg and taught him to lead by the leg and got him up there and then had that connection and buck said you know his horse is going to have a way better connection with the girl than what the trained horse was supposed to be it was uh it's amazing. Andy was also supposed to rope left-handed for robert redford and robert redford said well let me try one time to see if i can do it and he got it so really yeah buck was supposed to do that that was neat to watch that after having having met him marla faust who is a really good friend of mine that lives in maryland is a huge buck Brannerman fan and she said please ask him to come to maryland um but but she absolutely loves him and she couldn't tell me enough about him and then after i you know i met nathan and and we organized a, a horse park and everything and and got that all straightened out it was really neat to be able to go and and just be around him and then now i want to watch buck the documentary yeah, as but well the horse whisper the book you do know the end is different no. the end in the book is he steps into a stallion and it kills him because he can't have the woman no i didn't know yeah, that i hated the ending of the book until i saw the movie <laughs> The movie was worse in my book. <laughs> I was like, at least leave the horse there and drive off, meaning she could come back. But yes, it was supposed to be he, Wild Stallion pins the little girl and the mother, and he steps in, gets them away, and then he steps into the stallion and gets killed. Okay, now nobody's going to read the book. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Don't listen to this. <laughs> We're going to switch it up to Ocala Dog Ranch, and here's Neil Hennessy and his tip of the week. The horse talk show goes to the dogs at Ocala Dog Ranch. Neil Hennessy, the owner of Ocala Dog Ranch. Grooming your dog. One of the most important things about grooming our dogs that sometimes get neglected is brushing their teeth. You can brush your teeth, brush their teeth with special toothpaste now that's on sale at most pet stores or you could even buy some of the treats that are designed to clean their teeth. Failing that, you can always get a rope toy, put toothpaste on it, which is used for dogs, and give it to the dog. The dog will be chewing the rope toy, getting the toothpaste into his teeth, cleaning his teeth, and hopefully getting better health for your dog with oral hygiene. Grooming. Apparently my co-host and friend, Dancing Pete, thinks that I need grooming. These are nice brushes. I thought we'd use it for some grooming. Apparently, like my says. apparently my animals must need a lot of grooming because um, Kylie had to ride in my car with a lot of hair today. So yes, ma'am. <laughs> Did I mention that this was lasered at Loco Graphic? You can get this brush at TT Distributors, and you can get your logo lasered on here. I TT. Think. <laughs> Distributors, yeah. What are you laughing at me that, that so much? It sounds today? funny. Does it? Yes. <laughs> what am I going to do with T -T him? T T Distributors. T T Distributors. That sounds a lot better. Okay, got it. I'll help you out on this. <laughs> okay, so anyway, here's your um, and we're we're gonna have a little competition. We're gonna do. Betsy's going to give us a $25 gift certificate for Larson Hay. She looks over at her when she and, says this. And a brush, if you can guess, Flynn, my Mustang's height and weight. There's a good one, right? Was that the Winnie? That's the Winnie. We're I done. can't believe it. Don't forget the furball. Vocal furball. Don't forget. Very important. Voice of uh, Change, Animal League, February 23rd. Whoa. Get your tickets. Whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around till the same time next week. See you soon.